With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com for the perfect last-minute gift, check out Spa Finder. With Spa Finder, send a relaxing spa treatment straight to their inbox without leaving the house. Gift cards can be redeemed in-store at thousands of spas and salons nationwide or online at the Spa Finder Wellness Shop. Spa Finder gift cards contain no fees and never expire, making it a perfect gift you can't go wrong with. Go to spafinder.com podcast15 to save 15% or enter the promo code podcast15 at checkout. All right, today on the Callahan Podcast, we're going to preview the big clash tonight, 7 p.m. in D.C. The Antifa punks are promising to rip down the statue of that noted racist Abe Lincoln, and uh, the cops have been made aware. I think we're uh, headed for a showdown. Uh, speaking of showdowns, Bubba, Bubba Wallace is on to Pocono. We'll see how he does back on the track, but uh, off the track, we know he's a liar and a fraud, and everybody is aware of that now. It wasn't a noose. And I think that's a good thing. I think the whole country knew it was fake because they know those things, those kind of hate crumbs are just so rare. And we talk a lot about the cancel culture. We're going to tell you about someone who didn't get canceled and probably should have. She got a new gig, a good new gig in prime time on MSNBC, plus a, a new poll of Massachusetts residents. Very discouraging results. Not surprised. I mean, there's a lot of dummies in Massachusetts, and uh, we'll tell you what they uh, told the pollster about the state of the country these days. We're getting into all that with our guy, Turtle Man. The Turtle Boy is here. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we are presented by DCU. As always, love your car, but hate your car payment. No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they could help you lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA, membership required. 
Okay, Colin, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Well, I'm not sure what you got going on tonight, Turtle Boy. Do you have one of your live Turtle Boy uh, YouTube broadcast tonight? What is? Uh, I do. I do. I do. You do what Nine time? Nine o'clock. Why? Wow, Nine o'clock. Good because we got something to do at seven. Shattuck's in. I talked about this. We talked about this yesterday, but I'll, I, I want to get to that. I'll give you all the details. We're going to have some fun tonight Ooh. at seven o'clock. But you just we were uh, talking off the air before this recording, and. Uh, you were looking up Twitter. We were talking about Twitter and how t- uh, how Trump can absolutely submarine the whole operation if he bails on Twitter and goes to Parler. And most people don't know what Parler is, but they would the minute Trump went to Parler. It would change everything. And we disagreed. You think you know Twitter is uh, is is deathly afraid of losing Trump? I think they are dyed in the wool ideologues, Biden supporters who are uh, more concerned with uh, toppling the big bad orange man than they are with making the next billion. They would be, uh, they're fine going to war with Trump. And if Trump bails, they'll be fine. Um, uh, They they don't think he will bail. But, and you were reading Twitter, the official bio of the Twitter, Twitter account. I find it offensive because I'll just tell you before you read it, Black lives, I mean, uh, all lives matter is offensive, correct? We all agree. All oh, lives matter. That's worse than, you know, the N-word. That's yeah. worse than the C-word in front of your wife. That is the worst thing you can say. Mm-hmm. All lives matter. I support the NBA and Sacramento Kings when they fired their play-by-play guy because he said all lives matter. It is just, by any definition, it's very offensive. And blue lives matter is even worse. Oh, my God. You say blue lives matter. You can say nothing but, and, and buildings matter. That is even worse. That got a guy fired in Philadelphia and good. It should. Um, I just, anything that dilutes the message of Black Lives Matter to me is offensive. We all agree. Black Lives Matter is a wonderful organization. All yeah. they want to do, all they want to do is, uh, is help black people, correct? That's all black they want right. to do. Yeah. Black lives. You read the bio, and to me, Twitter breaks its own rules. Twitter offends me. Go ahead, read it. What it says in the Twitter account bio. On the Twitter account bio with 58 million followers, it 50. says Black Queer Lives Matter, black, black Trans Lives Matter, oh. hashtag Black Lives Matter. See, I, I don't know how you can get away with that. That's, I guess you can because you're Twitter. But shouldn't, shouldn't it just say social media platform that allows you to use how many characters is it now? It's on 140. Yeah, yeah. But that this is, and they will tell you they're just a platform, right? This is what they yeah, say. That's why they have, this is why they have immunity from lawsuits because they're just a platform. They're not a not a publisher. No, they're not a publisher. They're mm-hmm. not a newspaper. They're not an op-ed page in a newspaper or a. Uh, uh, they're not you know Fox News uh, commentating, opining on issues. And their bio says Black Trans Lives Matter. Black what? Queer, black queer lives matter. Black queers. So, so saying black lives matter is not radical enough. We know we're being honest. We know what black lives matter stands for. We know what they believe. We'll get to that, and we'll talk about a poll in the state of Massachusetts that is that that proves that. I mean, we know Massachusetts voters are idiots. We've known it for our whole lives. This takes it to another level, but we'll get to that. Tell me why it's not offensive to say black queer lives, black black gay lives, whatever it is, transgender lives. 
I thought black lives mattered. The black midget lobby is not going to be happy, Jerry. No. Left out of the discussion. I'll tell you that much right now. They're not going right. to be happy. What if you came out and said black conservative lives matter? Ooh, and, no, dude, and no. Candace Owen and, uh, you know, Candace, Candace Owen and uh, uh, Jason Riley's lives matter and Thomas Sowell's lives matter. Oh, that, that'd, that'd be awful. But you think, you think, uh, you think, Trump is addicted to Twitter, so he would never bail. So I, I think I think he's on the brink of threatening to bail. They they killed, they censored the most benign tweet where he just said that they're not going to stand for people destroying statues and vandalizing uh, federal property. It wasn't a, a crazy by Trump standards. It wasn't a crazy tweet, was it? No, and they censored it. They pulled it down. Yeah, I mean, on the scale of one to ten, that's probably like a one point five on the Trump crazy scale. The thing you wrote there, you literally just said, "I'm not going to allow lawlessness in Washington D.C. And if you do, we're going to use appropriate force to make sure that you don't do that anymore." It's literally law and order, which is what he tweets out every other day in all caps. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing, Joe. I don't think you're smart enough. I don't think you're savvy enough to realize that the the power that he is giving Twitter every day. I mean, think of the think of how much it would cost. To, for for Twitter to, or any company to advertise every single night on every single channel on every news media outlet, like you know the six thirty news every single night it's the first thing what did Trump tweet today that's where the president makes policy announcements that's free advertising for people to go to their platform if he leaves what he doesn't realize is he has the power to completely crush them they would lose so much money uh and 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 i know you do you think they're a bunch of hippie ideologues they are they are, they are. You know, they're not they can't afford to lose his business and, and there, was, there was a time there was a time and i'm going to predict it was somewhere around four years ago where everything you read about twitter whether it was cnbc this it was bad news it was all bad news they don't enough they don't have enough daily active users they don't get enough engagement they don't and then all of a sudden it kind of started to change over time and to your point, they are on the news every second of every day because of right. And that's Trump changed everything. I mean, Trump, as you said, makes policy on Twitter. Trump makes news every day on Twitter. He uh, you may be right. He doesn't even know what parlor is. And because most people don't. But people around him, Donald Jr., you know, this guy, Scarvino, these guys know they know that the Twitter's messing with with Trump and they know the power he has. I see. I think they would let him leave. I think they're so invested in far left causes like black trans lives uh, that they want to, to to bring him down, get Biden elected. And if it costs them billions, so be it. So be I, it. I disagree. I think they're calling Jack, Jack Dorsey's making the calls. Jack Dorsey just gave three million dollars to Colin Kaepernick. I mean, talk about a left-wing cause. This is a guy, as we know, hates cops. Well, you know, his boyfriend or his ex-boyfriend is DeRay McKesson, right? Jacks? No, I didn't know that. Oh, they were a thing for a while there. Oh, you don't keep up? I don't, I don't keep up with that. that Lehman, I thought, I, thought he, I didn't know he was um, a man of the alternate sexual persuasion. Oh, much, I no. Yeah, I mean, he no. spent months going to freaking Singapore like a year, year and a half ago doing yoga and stuff like that. He's a free, he's a huge weirdo. But I mean, he was, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast with his attorney who was clearly this raging SJW chick. Uh, and you could tell she's calling the shots. And I just got from the vibe from that interview they they had with Tim Pool, in, w- in which Jack seems like a decent guy, and he knows he's concerned about money. He is concerned about money. And I think what they're doing is they're calling the president's bluff. They're like, this guy is too dumb, 
and too addicted to our product to ever leave. And and he has no alternatives. However, Bongino and a lot of people have kind of started this movement to go to parlor. And it's really picked up in the last, I don't know, 48 in the 72 hours after they banned Carpe Donctum because that guy. If, if you missed it, Carpe Donctum is a meme maker, the best meme maker in the world. He's a Trump guy and he's great. If you see him on Twitter, he is, or if you saw him, he's been banned for life and he's been banned for life. As you know, Trouble for one reason, because he was so damn good mm-hmm. and he was helping Trump and hurting uh, Biden. And that's it was the most important thing to Jack Dorsey and his last meme was brilliant where he took the two kids, the little black kid and the little white kid who hug and one, and then they start running away and the black kids in front of the white kid. And he said, you know, according to CNN, you know, the white kid is attacking. They made up some fake meme Mm. and it was funny as hell. And that was it. They banned him. They said he was violating licensing agreements or something. Trump retweeted it. That's why he was banned. Right. Like if Trump hadn't retweeted that, he wouldn't be banned. And now he's a martyr and he's going to go to parlor. I tried to go to parlor yesterday, but of course I screwed up. I put in the wrong name and I, and I got to do it again. But I'm trying to it, join right now. I joined personally. They won't let you use the same phone number on two accounts. So I can't even join. Need a phone number. Yeah, you, you need a phone number. I'm looking at it right now. Why don't you delete your first account? Can you do that? Delete well, your first That's account. my only form of communication with Jeremy Roenick. And I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that. You don't lose that. Yeah. I don't want to lose that, but no, it's a piece. Of sh- I'm sorry, it's a piece of shit app. But you're, I'll give it credit though. I just went on it before the show, and you're right. Like um, uh, Eric Trump is on there, and he's getting like, you know, twenty thousand comments on his post. So yeah, there's totally. a shitload of people over there now. The I only mean, thing I would, the only thing I would say is, don't you think there's an asset for Trump and uh, you know for him to tweet out and piss off the other side? If you go to Parlor, it's just like a, it's like a Trump rally right wrong, now. Wrong. They will follow you. You underestimate the Trump trolls. Every okay. time Trump tweets, he's got a bunch of the same blue check liberals there that immediately respond. They must get a notification. They just they're, they're the Trump reply guys. They will follow him wherever he goes. All right. You, and, and you know what? He could do both. If he if he can't give up Twitter, he could go to parlor and just type in law and order. And people will say, whoa, I got to go over and see what Trump has to say. And he's got 80 million followers. Uh, and and if all they have to do is say, we're not going to censor you, how about this for a reasonably big fish to go over there would be Kurt Schilling, who was, again, banned from Twitter. We don't have all the details, but he was fighting with Trevor Bauer. I was following it, as I always do with Twitter, with uh, Schilling. He fights with people constantly with an edge. You know, he does not go in there, you know, playing games. He's serious, as we know, and he fights and he fights hard. And Twitter doesn't like that because Schilling, as we all know, is a right winger. And he was it was mostly baseball, though, with Trevor Bauer. And uh, maybe the trolls were attacking Kirk and he fought back. But they I don't know how that works. They ban him for a month. How does it work? You ban for I a think, week. I think Schilling's lying, to be honest with you. I think he all you know what I'm being he's banned. Is that what he said? Can you go to can you go? Can you if you go to his account right now, can you see his tweets? I I, I mean, I don't know the proper terminology. You can't see anything. No, you could not see his tweets yesterday. It looked like everything was deleted. And it, what you could find the account, but it looked like the tweets were deleted. At Garrett, it's just at Garrett, what, 38? 38. Yeah. yeah, and let's see. If I go to his account here, I see. No, it doesn't exist. I think what he's yeah. doing, he's done this a bunch of times, Jerry. And this is from somebody who's been banned from Twitter frequently. Right, that's why I'm asking you. You're you don't an- come back from it. He does this all the time where he's like, oh, I was banned. I was banned. And then he's back on. Like a few days later, Twitter doesn't allow you to do that. I think he's pers- I think he's self-victimizing 
he's a little bit of a drama queen and he's self-victimizing and he's uh intent he's like taking his accounts down and then he's putting them back up and he's blaming it on censorship. That's not the worst play in the world. He's trending on Twitter for like 24 hours. He has 266,000 followers. Uh, so you think he takes it down for yeah. what? For publicity? Just so he can whine. So he can be a whiny right wing little bitch. I mean, that's kind of, I, mean, I, I like Schilling in theory, but I think he's a little bit whiny, don't you? Uh, uh, sure. I mean, he fights. He's a fighter. I like him. And he does uh, fight. I mean, he doesn't fight like, yeah. you know, he's not funny or fun. He's, so he's, he's serious and he battles. Yes. And he's smart too, and he's you know technically savvy. I'm I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes one of those parlor guys, who's tweeting stuff and trying to lure people over to parlor. We'll see how that goes, but uh, I'll probably need help. I'll need to, I'll need Colin to help me set up my parlor account because I'm. Oh, why don't you? I'll make one for the show. You use that one. I'll give you the name and password. The more people that start going to parlor, they're going to invest in you know, upgrading their site and their hosting and their, you know, overall usability of the site. And it could work in theory. They just have to have the hosting for it. Um, I'm looking at people are all tweeting at our uh, comments on Facebook about some people who've been banned. Why do they give a shit? I mean, Twitter seems to be such a successful uh, operation, such as a, a great, I mean, they've changed the world. And and they're and they're got people little people in the office sitting there reading stuff saying this guy's to the right. I've lost like eight hundred followers in the last week. Why is that? Because I'm a right winger. I don't know why. I mean, maybe some type of algorithm. Who knows? I don't. I doubt this. I don't even know what algorithm means, so I can't complain because I don't know what the hell is happening. I, I thought when you told me that at first, I I thought it was like a bot purge, but then you told me like relevant people unfollowed you randomly and then yeah. refollowed. You, then right? they refollowed me, so they're taking yeah. away followers. Why? I'm not yeah. a really. Am I that important? I understand why they do it to, you know, not. to Donald Trump Jr. or someone, but even or even Chilling. Why are they coming after me? The algorithm. I don't know what it means. <laughs> you don't know what it means. But it sounds no. good. And I, I'm not going to get into it. I'm, I got plenty of followers. I do my thing. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to let it bother me. Like some people, they get all upset and. They need explanations of why this person stopped following them and why they can't see this guy's tweet. And I just don't want to get wrapped up in it. I'm going to go to Parlor or Dave's going to yeah. set the I'm going to hack up. the shit. I'm going to hack the shit out of Parlor today. I'm going to find out how to get a million <laughs> people on Parlor after 48 hours. Right, Eric Trump already has like 250,000 people on there. Who does? Eric Trump. So I got to get those people somehow. I'm going to hack it. So it. Eric Trump's on there, but Donald and Donald Jr. are not. I no, know there's some big... I went over there and the usual, you know, Breitbart's on there, all the right ringers and Blaze and uh, and Bongino, they're all over there. So it's going to become a place where frustrated conservatives go. And Carpe Duncum, the the meme maker, he'll he'll have an impact when he he's goes there. Fifty thousand followers on there. He had two hundred fifty on Twitter. So he's our he's almost. People are following. People are going yeah. there. A lot of people. Yep. Yes. Does that mean I need to memorize another password? Because I'm all done. Yeah. I'm spent sure, you on passwords. Pass, you know, you, there's a button you can press save the password, right? Uh, no. Is there? I don't know that. I'm afraid to hit that. I don't want to start a fire. I don't want to see that. that it, it looks like wait, Facebook wait, circa wait. 2006. It's a piece of shit app. Do you, you, do you really write your password in every time you log on to Twitter? I don't. No, I, I haven't. Right. Okay. I haven't written my password in on Twitter in years. Okay. Probably I don't even know what it is. Yes. But I do have to come up with a password and that make I feel like I'm I'm done. I've reached the separate saturation point. I'll forget it and then I'll, I'll need it and I'll be like, oh, no, what do I do? I, I'm that kind of, 
I know. I, I have a million ones too, because every website's different. Some require a capital letter and a yeah, and, 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 number, and, and I can't a character, and you have to put yeah. in an ampersand or something. I'm so passworded out. It's just like I'm done. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Flagship Wealth. We're living in crazy economic times. Job changes, job losses. You may have a 401k out there that's not being actively managed. Well, Flagship Wealth has a free report called Managing Your Money in Retirement. Dave, give our listeners some idea about what's inside the guide. Jerry, in these crazy economic times, it's important to take control of your retirement. Now, is this booklet the end-all, be-all for retirement planning? The answer is no, but it's a start. And I think one of the major pieces in this piece, if you will, is concerning your inventory. And a number of your listeners out there right now have left their 401ks, their 403bs at former employers and have no idea how they're invested, if they're in cash, if they're ultra aggressive, who the beneficiaries are. More importantly, can they get access to it that they could within an IRA account? So again, the bottom line is they get their hands on the book, take control of your retirement now. Now is not the market to let things go unguided. Get the free report by going to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement or click the link in our show notes. That's flagshipwealth.com slash retirement to learn more and get a copy of the free guide, Manage Your Money in Retirement. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member F-I-N-R-A slash S-I-P-C. Anyway, here's the plan tonight, Turtle Boy, before your live show at 9 which I don't know why you never promote that. I don't watch it because you don't tell me to watch it. Why don't you tell, why don't you promote it when I have you on here? Every show, every night, uh, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, nine o'clock, Turtle Boy Live. Subscribe to it on YouTube. You'll love it. He's too I much. For some Saturday reason. night at nine. Is it like, I know you had drunk Cullinane on one time. Yes. I saw and heard some of that. Do you, is everybody drunk on Saturday night at nine? Or no, all? I'm, there's, he's been really kind of like one of the first drunks to come on there. Usually my guests are sober. His uh, his performance was rather memorable, but he had a redemption show. It went pretty well. Did. That, that did go well. Why? And But Turtle Boy's scared to ask you to come on his show. He thinks you're above Turtle Boy Live for some reason. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm way above that. Way yeah. above Turtle Boy Live. But um, you uh, tonight, what will be the topic? I know you do the stuff that you break, stories you break, and one of your historic stories uh, I I saw yesterday uh, a number of people took it and ran mass live local stations. Your story about Joe Early uh, oh. that pissed you off. You don't like when you don't get credit. I've told you before that one re- they don't want to give you credit because you are kind of a uh, you know kind of a muckraker. You know, kind of a scoundrel in their eyes. And I think that plus the name Turtle Boy, they can't bring themselves to give credit to someone named Turtle Boy. I mean, they could call me Aiden. I mean, whatever they want to call me, you know, but the bottom line is that story. That's the biggest story probably we've ever written on Turtle Boy is that is the the Trooper Gate scandal. Uh, I mean, I got kicked off of Twitter right after the story came out, not coincidentally. So this guy, Joe Early, obviously, we've all heard the story by now, orders uh, the state police to cover up the arrest report and redact the arrest report for a judge's daughter who happens to be a good friend of his because she said some sexual things to a state trooper to try to, you know, to try to get out, of, get out of her arrest. She offered yeah. Uh, favors. Yeah. So she's like, she's a hot mess, Ali Bebo. And she's kind of like a side character in all this because it's all these people that it became a big story 
when the troopers, the two troopers and their sergeant refused the order to do something unethical. And that was basically alter the Iraq report to because that would never happen with anybody else. Right. I mean, Joe Early says, well, I do this all the time. Can you name another person you've done this to? No, you can't. He's never, ever done this. It's not like he sits in his office all day and reads arrest reports from around the state. And he's like, no, let's get rid of that embarrassing line. Let's get rid of that. We can't have that in the arrest report. No, he did that. He ordered a huge cover up and everybody has paid the price except for him, you know, all the state police fell on the sword. They all resigned with golden parachutes and all this stuff. But the guy who masterminded the whole thing is elected, not appointed. So he can he knows that people are stupid. They're going to vote for him because his daddy is a congressman here in Worcester. Our post office is named after his daddy. He was in Congress for 20 years. And he's just the lucky sperm that became the district attorney, even though he had never worked for the prosecutor's office before that. And he's go. He knows that people are going to vote for him because he's got a D neck to his name. So, he so that 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 story puts you on the map. Now everybody, everyone stole from you uh, at the time, and they're stealing from you again without giving you credit, and that pisses you off. So, I, I don't blame you. That would piss me off too. But they were uh, they were all uh, plundering the uh, TB Daily News website yesterday for their. Uh, for their facts and information, correct? Yeah, because the, you know, because the, the new update on it is that the state ethics committee has found him that he violated the law, so he's going to have to pay a rather hefty fine and more than he's got a stain on him now. Uh, but the bottom line is they're they're reporting the story, and it's like, how can you? This never would have been a story if if we didn't report it. This was shot to the Boston Globe. They didn't want to write about it. It's Did the Globe a, steal from you in this no, case? The, the Rupert, um, I mean, the, the Globe has actually cited us before in the did yesterday but the bottom line is that they turned this story down like i was like not the first option for the story well that's why you exist because well, we know places like the boston globe local tv stations they tend to pass on these things if they're a little messy or if they are going to make one of their people one of their you know fellow travelers look bad and that's why you're there because you're you're, you're concerned with the news you're ex, uh, concerned with exposing corruption they're concerned with protecting their team you know protecting the home team as we know that's why they are failing and you are thriving but anyway before you do your show tonight we got something to do 7 p.m. it's scheduled uh the the Tifa you know they don't mess around they're prompt they're punctual punctual tonight they are uh Promising to take down a statue of Abe Lincoln in uh, in uh, D.C. at 7 p.m. They're sending out tweets. Meet us there at 7 p.m. Now, I feel like this is the breaking point. I feel like most people, decent people uh, in this country are fed up with the lawlessness. They're fed up with these Antifa punks. They're fed up with the BLM Marxists. And they're sickened every night when they watch when they watch the news at night, maybe in the morning, maybe they're on Twitter and they're seeing more statues, monuments, defaced, vandalized, destroyed and cops standing around watching. Now, we know it's not the cops call. We know the cops, if they had their op choice, would probably go in there. They stopped the, the Jackson statue. They saved that one at the last minute. You saw that? They, they, yeah, but they let them yank at it for who knows how long from all directions. It just happened to be sturdier than other statues. And by the way, they did it during the day. So that makes it even look even worse. And they promised to come back and do it again. And we'll see if they get it again. But tonight at 7 p.m., when it's still light out in D.C., there's going to be a major gathering of this riffraff, of this human scum, these, these Antifa punks and these, these BLM communists who are going to try to tear down 
Abe Lincoln. It's a statue very similar to the one that in Boston that Marty Walsh, Mayor Marty Walsh, has promised to take down and put away, put on mothballs. It is it's beyond uh, the point where you say, you know, let's examine the record of the person being honored. You know, this Confederate general, Robert E. Lee or Jefferson Davis. That was the debate held three years ago. And Trump, by the way, when when they did it three years ago, when they were trying to tear down Confederate generals, Trump said they're going to go after George Washington and Abe Lincoln or something or, or uh, Thomas Jefferson. He said, and everyone, the usual suspects on MSNBC and the mainstream media laughed and said, oh, Trump's uh, you know lying again. They're not going to go after Washington and, and, and Jefferson, certainly not Lincoln. Well, Trump was right. R.A. Trump was right again. They're going after anybody and everyone. Two nights ago in, in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, where apparently they defunded all the police because nobody stopped them. They tore down one statue that was a tribute to progress. Another one was a famous abolitionists. They tore those down and they beat up a 60-year-old Democrat state senator who is very liberal. And as he, as they were smacking him around, he's streaming them. As, as, as they were smacking him around, he was saying, but I'm on your side. Can we all agree they don't care what side you're on? They don't care that Lincoln is the greatest president and, and the greatest civil rights leader ever. They don't care. They're, they're, oh, wait, the same statue that's in Boston, isn't it? Isn't it a replica of that one in Boston where because the slave is you, on? The- are you really not? Are you really at this? I mean, it's only been on for like 20 minutes and you're not paying attention already. You're all, I mean, no, you have trouble focusing. Right, we were talking about the Lincoln statue coming down. I just okay. said five minutes ago, it's just like the one in Boston. Oh, okay, I missed that part. My bad, my and bad. you're looking right at me. I could see you through the, a- uh, you know, the, the wonders of Zoom here, that you're looking right at me. You're not reading or anything. We didn't, so did did our I said it's guy, just like the one in Boston. Did our crazy guy inspire these people? Remember, we have, we have uh, a good, guy. That's a good question. I mean, there's no limit. The only statue that remains untouched is, is Vladimir Lenin. In uh, in Seattle, they haven't even. In Worcester, is still up. I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm pretty surprised they have not taken down the Turtle Boy statue. It's it is amazing. It's isn't it? But uh, they'll get to that. There is no end to their their destruction. Um, They it 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 is. I think they've been emboldened because the police have been ordered to stand down by crazy Democrat mayors, and uh, you know the police chiefs. I guess uh, and. The rest of America sitting back watching. I know Trump's poll numbers suck right now. I know Biden's winning. Yeah. But but I think this will make all the difference. I really do. And if it continues, people can't vote for lawlessness. They can't vote for anarchy. And that's what you're doing if you vote for Biden. You know what people the like the thing that he's failing the most on according to the polls is COVID. I mean, that's commie cold is killing him. I mean, for whatever reason, I don't think it's fair at all. He is taking the blame for this. Well, people like Andrew Cuomo are having their numbers soar. Fifty-five percent disapproval rate of the way he handled Tommy Colt. It is uh, discouraging because even in this day of uh, you know, I guess social media, where where you can all this information at your fingertips, you can read up, even if it's you know got a liberal bent, you can get on Twitter, Facebook, you know, you can get online, you can sit there with your phone, you could read Breitbart or The Blaze if you want. You would think people would be better informed. They are remarkably ill-informed and stupid. They, they, uh, we'll, we'll get to this poll, which I tweeted about. And I honestly, I don't find it really infuriating. I find it discouraging. I find it sad. A poll, WBZ Channel 4 in Boston did 
Um, and it had, they had lots of results. It was very extensive. I'm not really sure, you know, who they're talking to, like um, who answers their phone. Surprise you know, Those would be the numbers that I would guess, the numbers that they got. Um, they made the, sense. It, it is um, truly remarkable. I tweeted this. 85% of respondents, Massachusetts White residents, yeah. support Black Lives Matter. Yeah. 85%. Five percent. Now I'm just going to assume that they do it. They ask the question. I got it here. I got the question. And they ask the question in general terms, like they say, "Do you support Black Black Lives Matter?" And and there's a couple of uh, dynamics at work here. One, you don't want to appear like you don't support Black people, so you say, "Oh, of course," no. you know. No. And they make it seem. I'll, I'll get the exact question, but they make it seem uh, like. It's it's a wonderful thing. Like black not only that, Jerry, not only that, uh, but they the Black Lives Matter has done such a great job of branding itself through corporate, you know, uh, essentially promotion. Every, I mean, Netflix gave them twelve million dollars. You have to sit through a thing. Like they have convinced you, these corporations, that Black Lives Matter is literally the civil rights movement of our era. And if you're not, I mean, why wouldn't you support that? They because nobody knows the things that we're talking about. I know. Well, I mean, do you attribute that to their branding? I guess you do yeah, to some extent, 100%. or the fact that people are stupid. Both. I mean, we know Massachusetts voters are stupid. They, you know, elected Ted Kennedy for forty years. They elect, uh, you know, you know, Elizabeth Warren, uh, um, you know, Ed Markey, the, the collection of dolts. Um, but I'm trying to find the exact question in this poll. The, well, how it was worded. I mean, there's all kinds of questions like, do you support rubber bullets, tear gas, you know, that kind of thing. And obviously people don't want to, uh, here's one. Do you think police treat black people the same as everyone else? Yes. 18%. No, 76%. So, I mean, who's going to say, Oh yeah. I mean, people are afraid to answer, even if they feel like one way they don't want to appear to be bigoted. Interesting question in there, though, Jerry, is like, is do you support defunding the police? And I want to—I I don't know the exact number. I'm guessing it's like 60, 70 percent said no. But here's the thing: how can how can you support? How can 85 percent of people say they support Black Lives Matter, which their core tenet is not only just defunding the police, but abolishing the police? So you support that movement, but you don't support defunding the police. Then, by definition, you do not support that movement. It just shows that nobody has any idea. What Black Lives Matter actually believes, because nobody talks about it. So you you blame whom for that? I mean, it obviously it's people. People have been locked up for four months, five months, and some people have back, gone back to work. But I have consumed news and information nonstop. I know you have too. For months now, I have read and and watched everything and anything I can get my hands on. I have seen just yesterday. I saw a Black Lives Matter activist on with Martha McCallum and they don't lie. They say that, you know, we, you know, we want to uh, defund the police. We want to abolish the police. We want to open the borders. They say all kinds of radical things that they believe in the, uh, the founders, these three radical women say they are Marxists. They don't, they, they want to bring down the whole system. They have, they support the anarchists. I mean, there might be, you know, Antifa might not be Black Lives Matter and vice versa, but they they have a similar agenda. They want to bring down the system. Yeah. And, 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 they, and they say it. So be- how can you be so stupid as to say, yes, I support that? I mean, I, I know 
it's Massachusetts. We do have some Marxists. We do have people orders, and they want to disrupt the, the nuclear family. You know, they want to end capitalism. I know we do this every day, but I just it boggles my mind. Yeah, people because there's idiots like all caps Everett in the comments right now who are saying Black Lives Matter doesn't want to abolish the police. Stop selling lies. Uh, First of all, yes, they do. This is all available on their website. The New York Times put out an opinion piece two weeks ago, literally titled. Yes, we literally want to abolish the police. That was the name behind of it. They are not hiding this. When the mayor of Minnesota went in front of Black Lives Matter, the tribunal a couple weeks ago, and they asked him, do you support like defunding the police? And he said, no. And he did the walk of shame and it was fantastic. And it was, and she goes, we don't want no mo police. Those are exact words. They're not hiding this. So stop putting words in their mouths, guys. Everett, they absolutely want to I, the police. You trust me. I, I go this to, through this every time I tweet about it because I, I get the same thing you did there. Their literature literally says, you know, this is what we want to do. And it includes ending capitalism. They are avowed Marxists. And yet 85% of Massachusetts residents voters uh, support them. 84% of white Massachusetts residents support them. It's mind boggling. I mean, I guess they're afraid to say I don't support them, but uh, it's a Suffolk University Boston Globe poll, and that's you know some people say that's not legit. Maybe it isn't. If the Globe's involved, it, it probably isn't legit. But this is just this is a fairly uh, accurate sampling, in my opinion, because uh, I don't hear many people who know what we know or seem to understand what we understand that they're a far left radical group, uh, and and people, as you point out, people like Netflix and. Under Armour and and and, uh, and Intel and and John Cena and they're giving them millions and millions of dollars to spread their message, when their message is something I assume that these companies don't agree with. Do you think? Do you think Netflix and Intel want to end capitalism? And like and and how would defunding the police? I mean, all these people that oh we don't want to limit, we just want to like you know limit their tanks. How would that have stopped George Floyd from being killed? He was killed by a knee. If a knee is free, it costs nothing. <laughs> He was killed by a nuclear bomb or a tank or a rocket propelled grenade. He was killed by a guy who put a knee on his neck. And consequently, police departments in Worcester have to freaking defund. I don't know why, but that's all these people. They've hated the police from day one. The George Floyd thing was useful for them. And now they're using that to try to defund the police in random cities that had nothing to do with it. And a month ago, in the middle of the pandemic, people were uh, talking, you know, you had those TV commercials from, you know, those generic TV commercials with the soft piano music saying the police are heroes. And we were supposed to cheer when they walked by. And now they're villains because the people who are setting the agenda, who are forming the narrative, decided the police are bad guys. And it and consider the juxtaposition when you're watching the news these days or on social media and like cities are burning and, and, and you know, uh, statues are coming down and arsonists are torching Wendy's. Is this really the time or place to say defund the police? But our mayors, big city mayors, city councilors are such pathetic stooges. They are really the most spineless, uh, you know, invertebrates there are out there. They say they look to these radical groups and they say, you know, you tell me how high you want me to jump and I will jump. And they do what they are told. And I include Charlie Baker in that. Just another liberal 
you know, a, a puppet. They do what they're told, and they're told we want to defund the police. They're told they want to take down the statue. And these mayors, they don't believe it. Do you think the, the big city, you think guys like Marty Walsh really want to take down Abe Lincoln? No, Jerry, they don't because they're not. I mean, people like Marty, ultimately, they're just regular dudes. He's a, he's your, he's your run-of-the-mill Dorchester moron who happened to get elected, <laughs> mayor, you know, the biggest city in New England. Uh, but he does. He's not stupid. I mean, I mean, he is stupid, but they understand that obviously you can't get rid of the police. So this has just become like yesterday, the Boston City Council voted eight to five not to defund the police. The five that voted to defund the police, they knew they were going to lose, but they just wanted to be on record and virtue signal to their base that, oh, look at me. I voted. I did what you wanted, even though they knew damn well it wasn't going to get defunded. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Post, you know, as you know, most big cities our majority minority police forces, as we've seen many of the, the cops, the black cops are taking the brunt of this. We saw it the other night in DC where these, these little white brats, these suburban brats, or these, these hippie dirtbag meth addicts, these white scumbags go and get in the black cops face and call them the N word. And, and, and in the name of black lives matter, it's so bizarre that I can't, I, I see, I, here's where I, I, I can't believe it's working. I can't believe. And if Biden wins, that means this worked. They sowed the seeds of chaos. They made it appear this the country was out of control. And in, it is in many cities, in many urban areas. And that was used against Trump. To me, if Trump did it right, said that it should be used in his favor. And I think they'll come up with some really good TV commercials and online commercial uh, ads. They will, where they show cities burning and Biden not denouncing it and other Democrats supporting it, you know, other liberals like Charlie Baker not denouncing the chaos, the anarchy, the arson. That has to work at some level in Trump's favor. Now, he's not taking advantage of it, and I know you've been more critical than anyone of him, but there has to be a point, a breaking point, where people say, like, tonight, if Abe Lincoln comes down, you think that helps Biden? Do you think that helps Democrats when when their fellow Democrats, that's what these people do. They they vote Democrat. These aren't, you know, independents. These are Democrats are pulling down statues. How the hell does that help Biden? It doesn't help Biden. I mean, he's going to be for, I mean, this is the Bernie wing of the party doing stuff right. like the crazy ones that, that, that they're, they're liability, but they need these people. So they have to appease them in some way and they have to pretend. So they, they go on, they just say, Oh yeah, we believe in you know structural racism and dismantling institutional systemic bias and all this, blah, blah, blah. And then they don't do anything that that's so ultimately they don't ultimately they're, they're somewhat harmless, but I'll, I, you, you made me think here, Jerry, right? What, what percentage of social workers do you think are white? 
if you were to get I don't it. Know. You'd know better than I would. I, I don't have half. I would say mo- I would say I would guess 80 to 90 percent of social workers are white. What percent of the Boston police do you think are white? A half. Right. So if you eliminate the police, you are eliminating black jobs, right? right. <laughs> and replacing them with white social workers. That that's uh, that seems somewhat racist, no? Yeah, and I've been tweeting about this when you see these these little white suburban brats, you know, who are uh, you know, gender studies majors at uh, at, at uh, Wesleyan or Middlebury and you know, the only black people I know are the cops who they're spitting on. I don't see how that helps the cause. I mean, it's just bizarre to me. And at some point, these cops are going to fight back. They're going to be ordered or, or told, okay, time to disperse these, these, these scumbags. And then it's going to get ugly. And I can't believe people are going to be the, on the side of the white meth heads and suburban uh, girls, college girls, who are causing all these problems. Here's the question, uh, finally. Uh, on the on the poll, it's a poll of uh, Massachusetts residents done by Suffolk and Boston Globe. So take it for what it's worth. He says, do you support or oppose black the Black Lives Matter movement? Now, the key is Black Lives Matter, capital B, capital L, capital M. That is an organization, a political organization that believes in Marxism, that wants to end capitalism. So it, it goes, uh, do you strongly support, support, oppose, strongly oppose, undecided? Um Strongly support and support adds up to 85%. You can't get 85% of people to agree on anything. And they agree a Marxist political organization is a good thing. That, to me, is discouraging because that means either Massachusetts voters are either stupid or or they support Marxism. <laughs> they want to encap one or the other. I mean, there's no other options. This is a radical group. If you support Black Lives Matter, you're supporting a group that wants to end capitalism. I'll say it every day. You'll say it every day. Maybe someday people will understand. Trojan horse, Jerry. I mean, they've literally put themselves like a big Black Lives Matter Trojan horse and inside are a bunch of dirty commies. And they're just like, yes, they're letting us in the gate. They're letting us kind of come in here and brand ourselves as something that we're not and they have no idea it's it's brilliant whoever came up with that slogan should be a multimillionaire. i know there's no question and they don't i I suppose some of them hide from it run from it but you literally have you know every every most corporations i'm pretty sure mike lindell is holding out from my pillow but most other corporations are giving them money and the cause and it's put towards ending capitalism <laughs> and opening the borders and defunding the police. It's bizarre. And I, I, um, taking down statues. I would request this because the Jesse Kelly thing about canceling Yale has kind of inspired me to do something on a local level. So I've been kind of like researching some of this stuff. Clark University in Worcester is the big, you know, that's our SJW school. And I was looking at it and one of their first presidents was G. Stanley Hall. And G. Stanley Hall was believed in eugenics. You just go on their page. No matter who you can look up, these guys, whoever founded these schools, they always have some because they're products of their time. That's just how people were. So he's got to have something there, a memorial or something. So I would ask people listening right now, you can find any college in New England or whatever. Find out who who were the founders, who was the early presidents, and is there a memorial or a statue or a dorm or something on that campus named after them? 
Email me, turtleboysports at gmail.com. I'd like to know about it. I'd like to start staging some protests. You, you could right. absolutely do it. And by the way, Ann Coulter started that movement. Jesse yeah, Kelly just took the baton and ran with it. But it is, if you take it to its next, uh, I think what we've done now is proven Trump's point that it wasn't going to end with Confederate generals. And when you move on to George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abe Bleepin Lincoln, along with a number of abolitionists, then we know it's not about confederacy it's not about you know slavery we're literally pulling down tonight at 7 p.m you and i are going to be there pulling down a statue of the man who emancipated slaves a statue that includes an, a freed slave a statue that was paid for just like the one in boston it's very similar to the one in boston turtle boy it was paid for by freed slaves it was paid for by freed slaves as a tribute to the man who freed them so these Little brats, these these a combination of you know anarchists, as I said, meth heads and 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 losers and drifters, along with you know Ivy League uh, you know professors and you know Wesleyan students, and th- they're all going to get together and try to bring down the statue that honors the man who freed the slaves. They're going to do it in the name of Black Lives Matter. You know, we've reached the point of ultimate of, of ultimate madness and absurdity, you think, but just wait till tomorrow. See, I think when you you'll get to who I don't I mean, take it to the the extreme. Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, Barack Obama. Yeah, answer, me this. answer me this, Turtle Boy. Were any of those three at one point in favor of uh transgender rights Trans- i don't know um i'm pretty sure harriet tubman believed in the existence of biological gender so i think uh, she she can't so that's so then we get to these they're bigots then right they did not believe in uh transgender rights i mean so neil neil gorshitz neil gorshitz 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 does can't tear down his statue or john roberts those traitors but you got to tear down harriet tubman and, and Barack Obama, because they, at one point in their lives, were not in favor of gay marriage or transgender rights. So, so ask, and, why are Confederate statues up in the first place? Why were they ever put up? I mean, because they were a proud people. Proud uh, of what? Losing, getting their ass kicked, surrendering? They, they fought hard. They were big underdogs, and they fought hard. And they killed hundreds of thousands of uh, Union soldiers. And when it ended, uh, Grant let... Uh, Robert E. Lee right off with his sword. They shook hands. They granted them amnesty or uh, whatever. What a, that's the problem right there. Is back done the honorably. That's why. Traitors. These traitors. These ISIS, Viet Cong traitors. That's what the Confederacy was. They killed Abraham Lincoln. They put a bullet in his head. And I was saying this on my live show the other night, Jerry. When they did that. I'm not sure. There's no statues of uh, John Wilkes Booth that I know of. There okay, might be soon. Jefferson Davis. I mean, they, the, I mean, he was a Confederate. He's the one. He did this for the Confederacy. He killed. He was widely celebrated for this. They should have, in response for killing Abraham freaking Lincoln, they should have lined up a hundred Confederates and just gone down the line and live stream themselves shooting them all in the head. I mean, there was no this, retribution this, for that. Killing this women. is why you lost your job as a history teacher. I'm yeah. just going to assume. I keep it too real. I mean, it's like, but it's serious. It's like these people weren't punished. I, they were bad. No big deal. We'll just erect some statues of these losers and these traitors. Okay. And here we are today. Okay. We're not getting caught up on that because we all agreed. And it was stupid. We all agreed, said, oh, you want to tear those statues down? Go ahead. And they, we thought they would stop with Jefferson Davis or Robert E. Lee. It, it didn't. It won't. It never will. Uh, uh, I mean, 
seriously, they're, they're you know, when you're tearing down statues of abolitionists and Abe Lincoln and, and, uh, you know, Ulysses S. Grant, you are morons. That means you probably were in Turtle Boy's history class because you're a friggin' idiot. Oh, no, right? no, no. So we're not dealing with reasonable, logical people. This is I not agree. a political dispute. This is anarchy versus order. That's why Trump just tweets law and order all the time, because that's what he wants. Both of them. He wants law and order. Not one. He wants both law and order. And he tweets it. And, you know, everyone retweets it. It's brilliant. Anyway. Anyway, tonight at 7 p.m., we reach the turning point, the tipping point. Uh, somebody in D.C. has to order the cops to fight back. If we see, you know, uh, tear gas, if we see them uh, doing whatever it takes, rubber bullets, I will applaud because at some point to keep order, to restore order to this great, these great United States, you have to fight back. Tonight's the time. Tonight's the moment because no, no one supports ripping down Abe Lincoln. No normal human being, no law, no, no good American wants to tear down Abe Lincoln. Time to fight back. By the way, that organization, that, that Marxist organization wants to defund the police and disrupt the nuclear family, there's tributes to them everywhere. There's streets named after them in D.C. leading up, as we know, leading up to the White House. May, massive yellow letters. It says Black Lives Matter right by the White House on the street. And it says defund the police on the street by the White House. If that's not a symbol of of anarchy, I don't know what is. You want to defund the police during all this carnage. In New York, Bill de Blasio, uh, a, a, you know, a, almost an avowed communist. He's close. He, you know, he is as close to a Marxist as we have in, in power in this country. He says he's going to paint the Black Lives mural outside Trump Tower. So, you know, he, you know, Trump, he doesn't he's on the side of the Marxist against the president, the mayor of our biggest city. I mean, that's that's so, all you need. That just shows it's a political movement. Why? Why would you put it outside of Trump? Tower? If it's a general statement of fact that black lives do, in fact, matter. Why are you taunting Trump with it unless it's a political movement? It's a political movement. Of course it is. And but every time I do this, I tweet about it or talk about it. I'll get all these messages saying, what don't you like black lives? Don't you care about black lives? You go. Hey, it's a capital BLM. It's an organization. People are giving them money. They're, you know, they're, they're they, they, they would probably get in trouble with the IRS if they weren't, you know, special, you know, <laughs> because they're not. Yeah, they're not getting audited. I don't think they're not getting audited. Now they'll save that for important people like you or me. But uh, and they're giving millions to Democrats. They're going to give millions to Biden, and they're going to have all kinds of leverage with Biden if he wins. Can you imagine that, Biden? If he wins, is going to owe. When gonna, at this point, Jerry, I mean, he's going to owe. He's going to have a big debt of gratitude towards AOC, Elon Omar, Black Lives Matter. You know, he's going to be their Black guy. Definitely, and in the media with the coronavirus, that they finally got the, that was their most effective branding was blaming, convincing the American public that Trump was to, to blame for COVID. Right. That's the most effective thing they've done. Yeah, it, and he's going to lose if this keeps up, Jerry. He's going to lose. Like I follow the Vegas line. Like I don't pay attention to polls that much because they're biased. I pay attention to the Vegas line because Vegas is not in the business of losing money. Trump was a favorite throughout this entire ordeal. In the last two weeks, that has changed drastically. He is now f favored to lose Florida and North Carolina. Never mind 
Michigan and Pennsylvania and stuff like that. Vegas doesn't just give money away. So the, he there's has a lot. Is it, I mean, when you think of what has happened the last six months, we'll say four or five months. Don't you think the next four or five months are going to be really eventful that there's going to be stuff happening? No, a lot could happen. It's definitely a not lot, a lot. And maybe it'll all be bad. Maybe you'll be right. Maybe Vegas will be right. And, and Biden will win. But we're talking about a lot of things that could happen as I sound like Trump. Now, a lot of things, bad things, things, things can happen. Things that can help Trump. Kamala Harris can help Trump. Right. Kamala Harris can help Trump or Stacey Abrams. That'll help Trump. Uh, and also Warren would help Trump. Also three, three debates. We think, I mean, Biden's president, I mean, Trump's president, he better insist on three debates. He, they're not going to be able to prop up uh, Biden uh, in these debates. He's going to have to stand on his own two feet. Unfortunately, expectations are so low if he goes out there and we don't see, you know, the, the him, him literally wet his pants. If we don't see him, you know, start you know, talking to to the to ghosts or whatever, he, he's going to come out of it. OK, he, the expectations are ridiculously low. They've never been lower. I mean, since Dan Quayle, I don't think the expectations going into a debate, debate have been lower. So there is a chance that at the end of the day, you say, well, Trump won the debate, but Biden was okay. That's all he has to do is stand on his own two feet. Trump's uh, not and, and he might. I mean, he's not a good debater. He's going to get up there and they're going to distract him. I mean, yesterday he was tweeting about John Bolton again. Nobody gives a shit about John Bolton. Your base does not care about John Bolton. We all agree John Bolton's a weirdo, warmongering asshole with a bad mustache. We get that. Nobody cares about tweeting about that. And, and Democrats can't really defend him because they hated him up till you know, two weeks ago. So he's got no friends. He's got no support. I agree. John Bolton's a distraction. There's much, much more important things going on now. But you got to take advantage and you got to make it clear that the anarchists are on Biden's side. That has to be the message. And I his agree. guys will do it. He won't do it well, but his guys, his his meme makers, his son, they will do it well. They will paint this beginning tonight. They'll they'll say we're on the side of law and order, and Biden and and friends are on the side of the and the, the the scum, the Tifa scum. Don't you think the Tulsa rally was a disaster? I mean, what that came down to because that just the perception that it had that that AOC and a bunch of teenagers can disrupt have the power to use TikTok to prevent a crowd from coming to a rally there. That was bad optics, man. That did not make well, it. Was not, it was bad optics. I agree. I'm especially when he's the same million people signed up, a million people signed up to try to get tickets yeah. and whatever, 8,000 showed up. It also showed that his people could be intimidated by the, you know, the, the AOC crowd, the Antifa scum, they could intimidate his people. That's a bad look, a bad message. They were punked. I mean, they, they, they went on there and they, they bought the ticket. The tickets are no, free. Not only that, people who had tickets were afraid to go or afraid to, you know, confront the, you know, the protesters didn't want to get involved. That's the way it was. Maybe the same thing will happen on election day. Maybe it'll be voter suppression. Maybe the Antifa scum will keep Trump voters home like scared old ladies who don't want to get beaten with two by four. They're going to be mail-in voting. Is that a thing? Because that's handing the election. No, all you have to do is is blink twice when you wake up in the morning, and that's a vote for Biden. Uh, just blink twice. They, they're going to make it, uh, you know, they're going to drive by your house, and if they if you wave, that means it's a vote for Biden. They're going to find ways to make it even easier. You know, the, 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 they're going to make it so easy that 300 million people are going to vote and most will vote for Biden. That's the, that's the goal. I mean, that's uh, clearly the only reason they want mail-in voting is so they can steal the election. But, you know, Trump will probably sit back and let them at this point, but 
All right, I'm going to do Shay, and then I'm going to uh, – we haven't talked to you because you haven't been here since uh, Monday about uh, Bubba Smollett. You have had some – some. Uh, you've been tweeting your ass off and had some good uh, posts about Bubba, uh, but I'm pretty sure Bubba was completely exposed. Since the last time we talked to you, I'm pretty sure the narrative changed and Bubba's been exposed as another Jussie Smollett. And I'm going to tell you – Big hire, big, big hire. I mean, a bold move for MSNBC. They have a new host of the old Chris Matthews show, the show that, uh, you know, hardball. And then they found out Chris Matthews was grabbing everything that moved and all the interns and everything else, a typical pervert. They got rid of Chris Matthews and they finally filled his slot. You're not going to believe. I mean, they really, a bold move. They really went off the board. We'll get to that, but not first. I'm going to tell you about my friends at Shea. This is for you homeowners. And home builders. Did you know that my brother-in-law, Greg, has a huge selection of precast concrete steps at Shade Concrete? Of course you did. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace the old stairs in your old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home available in concrete or customized with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. I'm a stone guy. Stone guy. I like the beautiful stone. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. It can improve the value of your home. In, it's easy. You don't. They don't come in the house, tear the place apart. They just take the old steps away. They can do it in minutes. Take the old steps away, put in the new steps. Within hours, you're walking up the new front steps, and your house has a new look. And you know what else? It's worth more. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And you know what else you can do at SheaConcrete.com? You can get a job. Or you can look for a job and see if they – See if it would be a good fit for you. They're hiring. They're always hiring because their business is doing great. They're kicking ass. They are rolling. They're looking for CDL drivers and production personnel in all our plants. If you're one of those people who are put out of work by Charlie Longshanks Baker in Massachusetts or any of the tyrants who are sitting in the governor's offices and you need work because they, 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 took away your livelihood. could be one of those million people that were put out of work in Massachusetts. They're looking for an engineer estimator in Rochester. They're looking to hire all kinds of people. Just go to their website, shakeconcrete.com, or email your resume to jobs at shakeconcrete.com. Back in February, when COVID-19 was a distant concept to most Americans, gold was in the $1,500 range. The Dow was over 29000 Today, as the virus tears apart the economy, gold is over $1,700, and the Dow's up, what, over 27000 Major market disruptions favor gold. Instability, uncertainty, and impending inflation favor gold. If you have not diversified some of your savings into gold, there's no better time than today. Protect your savings from any further setbacks in the stock market. Gold is a safe haven against uncertainty. And the company that I trust with precious metal purchases is Birch Gold Group. And right now, thanks to a little-known IRS tax law, you can even move your IRA or eligible 401k into an IRA backed by physical gold and silver. It's perfect for those who want to protect their hard-earned retirement savings from any more downturn in stocks. Look back historically. When the bottom falls out of everything else, gold tends to be safeguard savings. 
Contact Birch Gold Group to request a free info kit on physical precious metals. See if diversifying into gold and silver makes sense for you. This comprehensive 20-page kit reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can legally move your IRA or 401k out of risky stocks and bonds and into precious metals IRA. To get your no-cost, no-obligation kit, go to birchgold.com slash jerry. That's B-I-R-C-H gold.com slash g-e-r-r-y i don't want to get well we'll get we'll do the msnbc thing quick because it's it's kind of funny and then we'll get to uh, bubba smollett and the reaction of bubba smollett i think the media's reaction is even funnier than than bubba's or the, the other drivers but uh i know you hadn't seen this this morning i shouldn't have told you but uh they're getting bold they're going off the board man at msnbc new 7 p.m host every day joy reed Joy Reid is one of those people that if she were any even moderate, if she weren't a complete radical lefty, you know, BLM supporter, probably Antifa supporter, uh, she would have been out on her ass a long time ago. You mentioned the most important thing there, Jerry. I mean, if she wasn't, if she didn't check off two boxes, that's the other thing, too. I mean, that's a fact. She, she, they're not going to fire a black woman. At MSNBC, it's not going to happen. Well, you don't have to fire her, but I mean, promoting her at this point. We should have fired um, her two years ago when her freaking. If we're doing, if we're going to be consistent with cancel culture, she's the most cancelable person ever. She wrote so many anti-Semitic things in this blog that she had, and then she, she denied that she it was. She wrote it, claimed she was hacked, said the FBI was investigating it, and then boom, it just disappeared. Right. She uh, she she's a noted homophobe in this day and age. It's a good point in this current culture where you get canceled for saying, I don't know, all lives matter <laughs> or you get canceled have, way, in one of her blogs. Didn't she literally write like, does that make me homophobic? Dot, dot, dot. Probably. Did yeah, she, that? Yeah. she said some awful things about John McCain in there, too. Yep. And she all she had to say was I was hacked and the FBI is investigating it. And that was literally the end of it. Let, let that be known to people out there. Just say you were hacked. Nobody knows what that means when you say you're hacked. It sounds important. She, she, your computer. She, she says, and there's all kinds of things, you know, uh, about gay, uh, all kinds of homophobic. I'm trying to find some of them. Uh, but she came out and said, uh, I, I do not believe I wrote those hateful things. <laughs> she said she was hacked and the FBI is investigating, which everybody knows is absurd i mean everybody knows that's nonsense she wasn't hacked she's a homophobe she's anti-semitic but you point out she uh, um checks too important like 2010 when it was cool to be a homophobe that was before macklemore won a grammy so it was okay to be a homophobe 10 years ago so you could get away with it then but she can't get away with it now and but and instead of just being an adult and coming to it, like Caitlin Collins from CNN has some homophobic tweets in her past too. All she has to do is apologize. They'll forgive you. They'll, they'll forgive you if you're a good leftist. But she decided to go the I was hacked route, and it kind of worked. Yeah, and um, um, you said she checked two important boxes that she's black and she's wo- a woman, but she checks the most important box. She hates Trump more than anybody. I mean, she hates, despises him. She buys into every crazy conspiracy theory. I mean, I don't watch her show, but she goes viral a lot because she hates him so much that, uh, you know, it's it's just wacky stuff. You know, obviously she was on board with Russia. She was on board with impeachment and, and she takes it to the next level. And, you know, all her supporters are racist and 
She is the first person to uh, personally attack someone she disagrees with politically. And she, you know, on top of being a homophobe and anti-Semitic, she's a liar. I mean, she said she was hacked. She knew she wasn't. It's something you or I or, you know, whoever, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson could never, ever get away with and wouldn't get away with. be out in our ass in a minute. But she's, like you said, um, I, I don't I don't even where to begin. There's a whole bunch of um, uh, homophobic things. She defended Tim Hardaway, who was anti-gay, got in trouble, said uh, she she said most straight people cringe at the sight of two men kissing. She said she couldn't go see Brokeback Mountain despite my sister's endorsement because I don't want to watch two male characters having sex. Does that make me homophobic? Probably. <laughs> I, um, I mean, that was like 2007, 2008. Break back, broke I mean, it was okay to say stuff like that back then. And in time, when are we taking down the Joy Reid statue? That, that's the whole good thing with the statues is like positions evolve over time. What becomes socially acceptable evolves over time. At the rate we're going, there will never be a statue that lasts more than 50 years because societal standards will change and things that became were, you know, uh, unacceptable 50 years ago. Uh, or were acceptable 50 years ago is suddenly unacceptable now. So we must pretend that you never existed. She said, this is from the intercept, Glenn Green- Greenwald, who's gay and who's, you know, he's pretty good. He's, uh, he's good. He's good. He's a good uh, she said, he said she promotes the ugliest and most destructive stereotype of gay men as pedophile predators, suggesting that anti-gay attitudes are based in quote, concerns that adult gay men tend to be attracted to very young post pubescent types, bringing them into the lifestyle in a way that many people consider to be immoral. You know who got uh, canceled for saying the same exact thing, Jerry? Milo. Who? Milo. Milo Yiannopoulos. Milo, who was gay and was molested right. when he was a kid. So he, he has first-hand experience. Said that, that, that as part of like being gay, you know, we, I was recruited at a young age. And that happens frequently, he said, in the gay community. And he is gay, so he's speaking from experience with that. And here's Joy Reid saying the same thing, and it's okay. It's A-OK, and she's uh, fine, and she's just got promoted, and she will be on there at 7 p.m. She'll get no ratings, but she'll make news because she throws bombs, man, and she will be – she will try to have an impact on the election, and, you know, maybe she will. She'll have – her guests will be, you know, these crazy you know, anarchists or BLM activists, and they'll all come on there and say – you know, Trump's evil. He's a Putin puppet. And he, you know, he raped a hundred women and it'll just get crazy. That's where, if you're really into the extremes, that's where you will go at 7 p.m. every night or what you will record and watch because she won't let you down. If you're one of these crazy lefties, if you're Jack Dorsey or Alex Reamer or uh, one of these people, you will enjoy Joy Reid. Reamer will enjoy it, even though she's homophobic. But uh, anyway, um, Bubba Wallace is on the Pocono. I think that's, is that the race this week? See, I don't know a damn thing about auto racing. All I know is he finished 14th and he's, you know, he thinks he's you know, going to be a star. He's 26 years old. Maybe he is. I know he's the most popular uh, driver on the circuit at the moment. And yes. it, and I, and he's all his merchandise sold out. By the way, I haven't seen that mentioned anywhere. Chaddock found it, was on his website and he sent it to me and we talked about it, but he said, sorry, fans, all my merchandise is sold out. You know, he was very happy to announce his merchandise had sold out because it became cool 
I assume, you know, LeBron James probably bought a bunch of shirts and hats because, you know, that's his brother and he was standing with them, even though I guess it is they have one thing in common. They both participated in race hoaxes, hate crime hoaxes. That's true. Know, uh, by, uh, uh, LeBron pretended someone painted something racial on his the wall in front of his mansion in uh, in L.A. By the time the cops showed up, they washed it off. Didn't take a picture. There's no evidence. Bubba Wallace somehow managed to make it through this scandal, this this hoax, this you know this this whole thing, this whole crazy story, with lots of people still defending him. It was remarkable. I mean, I was tweeting about it yesterday and the day before on how um, I'm 100% convinced. I have no doubt, Turtle Boy, none that he knew right away that it wasn't a noose and he made a conscious decision to capitalize on it, to use this moment to advance him, his agenda, you know, his, his pro- he's personality. Not spotlight, is he? He's what? Not afraid of the spotlight, is he? He's very, no, he loves it. You saw him and he, and he, on TV. He loves to talk about how strong he is and how he's overcoming this. And that's because victimization is now cool. But the only thing cooler than victimization is being a victim and announcing to the world that you are not going to stand for this. You are going to stay and fight. And by fight, I mean sell a lot of merchandise and drive a little car into 14th place. That's what Bubba's going to do. He's very brave. I mean, that whole production that they put on there. The, there was no, they didn't have a choice. None, none of those other, I'm sure other drivers. Were, yeah. If, if one or two of them uh, asked out, said, I can't do it. Cause I don't believe him. Then they would have been the villain. They couldn't. So you become so they, Drew Brees. Right. They, they had to exactly. They'd become Drew Brees. They'd become the bad guy. They went along with it. They hugged him. He pretend cried. It was all very dramatic. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right. He loves the spotlight because he went on the view. He went on uh, uh, with the, with John Lemon in a most embarrassing interview. It wasn't really an interview. As, uh, as our guy Matt Walsh said, it was a therapy session. Uh, Don, Lemon, Don Lemon was there to coach him up. Uh, let, to, let me jump in here, Bob. Because yeah. no one is accusing you of, of doing anything wrong. And the knuckleheads who are oh, criticizing are, you, though. I should. No, 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 no. But you can't worry about that. And the remarkable thing is that what people, we're pretty sure, I'm, I'm 100% sure that he knew right away, they all knew right away it wasn't a noose. It was a, it, you know, it was a gimmick from the start. It was a stunt from the start. They all had the same thing in the garage. They all had that rope, that pulley. They knew it wasn't a noose. It wasn't, doesn't even look like a noose. I mean, it looks like a noose, but a, a noose for a, a mouse. Yeah, you know? For what? It wouldn't fit over anybody's head. I mean, it obviously isn't a noose. From the evidence that we have, um, that I have, uh, it's a straight-up noose. So anyway, he knows, his crew knows, You know, his excuse is he didn't see it. So he can say, yeah, they, I was told it was a noose because if he said he saw it, they would know he's lying, right? Because he knows it's there to pull down a garage. Now, why, so he why, blames why? it. Why did NASCAR go along with it then? They knew what they because they 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 banned the Confederate flag that weekend on his you know request, so they were taking steps forward. They were going to you know make the transition into this brave new world where BM BLM rules and everything's a you know everything's racist and we all have to you know, support Black Lives Matter and we all have to. Uh, be on the same page. We all have to, you know, fight systemic racism, Aiden. That's why we, that's what we're doing. No one knows what that is, but they're all willing to fight it. So someone tells him, he says, we're going to go for this. This is going to be great. 
the FBI, and this is the most bizarre part of the whole story, flies in 15 special agents. The country's on fire. You know, they're ripping down statues, burning buildings, uh, you know, mugging uh, old ladies in the street, punching, beating women with two by fours, you know, beating up clerks at Macy's on video. And the FBI has the manpower to spare to send 15 agents to Alabama. Maybe they all wanted to see Talladega. They all wanted to go down, as I said yesterday, get some barbecue, have a good time, watch a race, because that's what they did. They went down, I believe, Saturday, investigated for two days. I don't even what know why. What did they do for two days? Like, who, who two they? All you need is one guy. You go down there, like, oh, this, so this is the rope. Oh, so that, oh, it was a mistake. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, so, so let me see that loop. Oh, that loop is designed for a hand, not a head. And if you pull that rope, the garage door comes down. Well, what do you know? There's no hate crime here. You're still insisting it's a noose. Jamil Hill is still insisting it's a noose. Al Sharpton, we, we played some of that sound yesterday. Jamil Hill, Al Sharpton, and Bubba Wallace is insisting it's a noose. Now, he came out with a statement yesterday that was somewhat, uh, I don't say apologetic, because he doesn't really apologize. But he's like embarrassed. Like, oops. He's embarrassed. Conciliatory. I think his people said, enough of this. No one believes you, Bubba. But it, it, I don't know what is more ridiculous, that, that you made all the other drivers walk down the track, pushing you, hugging you, and playing along, or... The never, force of the FBI was there to investigate. That's how I knew he was fun. Because if I'm sorry, if that happened, like you are agreeing to participate in this spectacle in which you're treated like a child who had his lunch money stolen. You know, it's like what like you're being treated like a kid that just like got out of the hospital and just beat cancer or something. They're gonna bring you out. I mean, that's literally how this grown man was treated because allegedly a noose that nobody saw a picture of nothing was left in there. Oh my God, I'm so hurt. Consider this. You want to, you want to um, question his, his credibility. And I do, I think he's full of it. I think somehow they conveniently managed to convince enough people, enough good liberals that he wasn't a participant in this, that he just was told. So he's in the gym or the lunchroom or the calf or the hotel, whatever. And his staff guy, one of his, one of the, Tire changer guys says, Hey, Bubba, you know what I saw at the garage, your garage, a noose. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm obviously not true, but yeah, it's a rope hanging from the garage door. It's this little loop that's about this big. At that point, Bubba doesn't say, I got to see it, take mm-hmm. a picture. He never sees it. He never sees a picture, but he does break down and cry. Mm-hmm. If that's not the closest thing to Jesse Smollett that we've seen, a performance, by an actor. I don't know what is. I don't believe there's no, there's, there's no grown man. I don't care who the grown man. It could be it could be the biggest pajama boy in the world. It could be, you know, uh, some some actor. It could be Alex Reamer. It could be whoever. I mean, who is going to cry because someone even if you're black and you're it's racist, who's going to cry because someone tells you about the sh- the rope, the knot in a rope? at the garage, Nobody. not because you see it and it brings back, you know, nightmares of your great grandmother who was uh, lynched or some crazy, but just because someone told you about a rope, you're going to cry. And I got news for you, Jerry. Nobody told him that. I think he made the whole thing up. There's no way somebody on his team is stupid enough to not. I mean, they work in the garage too. They see these ropes all the time. They know it's not a noose. There's right. no Everybody knew. That's There's why I said, that's why I said about the stunt with the other drivers, Aiden, they, 
all knew they all have that same thing. They, they knew there was no hate crime and they participated anyway. The whole thing was so ridiculous and so staged. You would think, and I predicted this yesterday, I'm going to predict it again. One or two of these drivers is going to go off the record with a reporter. Yeah. If there are any reporters, um, consider this, by the way, he went on with uh, the view after the FBI spoke to him. So he, and he says that on the interview, he says, I spoke to the FBI. So an FBI agent sits down with him. They tell him that they, you know, we've seen the, the rope. It's not a noose. So they tell him they have to, because they've seen the rope. They've done their initial investigation. They know there's no hate crime. So they tell him this. And he still goes on the view dramatically, says how much it hurt, says anyone that questions him is simple-minded and implies that they're racist. He knew at that point, and he was still performing. And that was well before the the, the Don Lemon performance. And and by the way, he's going to do it again this weekend. If, if Marty Smith, that fool, catches up with him at Pocono, he's going to do it again. He's going to say, they're not going to break me. He's doubling down on this notion that they're trying to break him. And in my statement on Sunday night, this will not break me. None of the the, the allegations of, of being a hoax will, will will break me or tear me down. Will it piss me off? Absolutely. But that only fuels the competitive drive in me to shut everybody up. Who the hell is they? Yeah, but he, but he also he also shows some holes. So I didn't go as far as you yesterday on the kind of the publicity tour, you know, aspect of the whole thing. But I read. It, he was he did an interview yesterday with somebody. I think it was in the Washington Post, maybe. And he was perfectly set up. It was just a, hey, what drives you question, right? And if it's right. Tom Brady, it's like, be the best that I can be. Or if it's a, a real, you know, aggressive athlete, it's win as many championships. His answer to it was basically like, oh, my schedule is so crazy right now. I have so much stuff to do. I got to get my story out there. And it was just all about, you know, him talking about himself it, he was just perfectly set up to just do the generic like uh, racial equality or whatever he had so many options and his answer just fell completely flat and again matt walsh did this uh, rant and it's a good one when you think about it this i see i don't think there's such a thing as systematic racism in this country i've said it before there's just the opposite our system is set up to help you know minorities to help black people there's affirmative action there's quotas in, in college admissions there's 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 uh, uh all kinds of um mechanisms in place for hiring for contracts federal contracts have to a certain amount have to go to minority owned businesses hell the mayor of boston is putting out a list of black and brown owned businesses asking people to go and patronize them it's not systematic racism it's systematic anti-racism in this country. And most people know that they, they you know, they, the, these, these idiots, these corporate types and these media types who just buy in automatically, of course it's systematic. They can't explain it. They can't define it. Now, you know why, among other things, I think this is not a racist country, just the opposite. It's a, an incredibly uh, anti-racist, this whole country, this whole system, not that there isn't, Derek Chauvin's out there. We all know that's out there. We all know there's bad guys and there's and there's white supremacists. There's probably one white supremacist for every 10 million people that abhor uh, racism. But two things. There can't be that much, you know, racism 
if you have to make it up, you know, if you have to make it up and turtle boys tweeted about this and further proving that, that, that really isn't that it's not that prevalent is that when we first heard about a noose, we knew it was fake. Everybody knew it was fake. You knew it was fake. I knew it was fake. Bubba Wallace knew it was fake. Every driver, every me, every American, every thinking American, everyone who's paid attention knew that most of these things are fake because there aren't people who are doing it for real. I mean, there, the, re- the reason we all knew it was bullshit was because we couldn't come up with a logical scenario of someone taking a rope, making a noose, placing it in that garage, whether it was hanging from the rafters or in the car, as a statement, as a hate crime against Bubba Wallace. We knew instinctively that this kind of thing is so rare that it had to be fake. The thing about so, racism, Jerry, it is real. And I did a blog yesterday on this Milbury firefighter who was uh, fired because right. he came out and he called black people racial slurs. He told them to go back to Africa. He said stuff that was gen- genuinely racist. When racism occurs, it is so abhorrent and ugly that it gets highlighted and distributed and we see it. So we know that racism is real, but the real racism is the stuff we actually can see. It's out there. It's like the stuff that the, the noose that nobody sees. I'm, I don't believe that. I, I don't like if somebody really hated Bubba and really wanted him to suffer, why didn't they mess with his car? Why didn't they cut his brakes? Um, nobody, nobody believed it. Nobody believed it because it wasn't believable. I mean, maybe, I don't know, 50 years ago, maybe, maybe when Jackie Robinson was breaking the color line, maybe, you know, when, uh, you know, t- Tommy uh, Lee and uh, I mean, uh, Tommy Carlos, John Carlos and John Carlos yeah. uh, did the, uh, yeah. this, you know, maybe then if you heard a story like that, you'll say, I believe it. Maybe we all would have believed it because there people were out there doing things like, but they're, they're so far and there's so few and far between like the firefighter in Milbury and the ones who are exposed are so universally denounced. I mean, it just, they're, they're, they're outliers. They're the definition of outliers. This guy doesn't have the Milbury firefighter doesn't have an organization that's going to come marching down the street in robes and torches. That doesn't exist uh, for the most part. If it did, that would be what systemic racism looks like. That would mean the system is racist. The system is just the opposite. Okay, so suppose even if it was racist, who's controlling the system in urban areas? Right. You know, every single single city in this country is controlled by Democrats. Every single one. The Hollywood, the media, they're all controlled by Democrats. So who, if this, like, and I believe this, I honestly believe that Democrats are insanely more racist. White down, white liberals are insanely more racist per capita than you know uh, conservative Americans. And the most racist thing I've heard in the last year is Joe Biden telling black people that they ain't black if they don't vote for him. I mean, there's never, he's never shown nobody's ever shown their hands more than Joe Biden did. That's what a lot of Democrats are thinking. Like that's right. and, and and they make the myth that he's that Trump said, you know, there's fine people, fine, you know, white supremacy. He didn't say that. He didn't mean that. Everyone knows it. I'll tell you what someone did say. Joe Biden did say that Robert Byrd's a wonderful man, a great mentor, a great man. The the Grand Kliegel of the Klan 
And he was a mentor to the uh, Democrat candidate. He was a mentor to the last Democrat candidate as well. That's all on the record. I, I suppose we'll hear and see some of that during the campaign. Um, there's a much longer track record of racist behavior from Biden than there is from Trump. But all that aside, I think people should be encouraged that nobody believed that someone placed the noose. Even the people that we played yesterday, we played a great montage of all the usual demagogues in the media. You know, the the Joy Reeds and Brian Williams and and uh, Jamel Hills, they don't really believe it. Jamel Hill and Al Sharpton are doubling down, saying that it was a noose. It was a noose. And uh, Al Sharpton saying the investigation's not over. This is not resolved. It was a noose. That's how desperate they are. They know it wasn't true, but they don't have a lot of opportunities like this to use an alleged you know, boogeyman, racist boogeyman, to advance their agenda. That's a good thing. This makes Sharpton look like a fool. That's Sarah Spain doing it too. She's obnoxious. She's so terrible. Who? Sarah Spain. All right, right, right. I mean, like it, these, ma- it makes these, cr- you know, these crazy liberals. They thought they had a chance, an opportunity, an opening. They didn't. It didn't happen. So that's a good thing. Americans should be happy. It didn't happen. They had to make something up because they didn't have anything real. That's a good thing. Absolutely, and. uh I don't know, like if it, Everett's in the comments and he's saying, well, we, black people did condemn Joe Biden saying that. Yeah, but you're still going to vote for him, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Yes, he, knows he got you. He knows he got you, Everett, man. He knows that Joe Biden can say the most racist thing possible. You're going to vote for him anyway because he's telling you to. Just understand that. you, are, you Joe Biden knows that he controls you and that ultimately yes. you're his bitch. You're going to do what he tells you to do. You know that, Everett. You know that. That's why I love when people like LeBron James say, oh, now Steph Curry – uh, no, Patrick Mahomes is out there saying, you know, vote, change, vote for change. And I say, good, vote for change. Let's vote out all these big city mayors, all these city council people, all these defend the cops people, vote them out. If you want change, vote them out. They won't. They, they'll vote for the status quo. Even though the cities are literally burning, they will vote for the same big city hack mayors and the same political machine that has driven these cities into the ground. They will continue to vote. Hell, I, I talked to Trump's uh, campaign uh, communications director, Tim Murtaugh, a couple of weeks ago. They're hoping for maybe 12% of the black vote, 13%. That would be monumental. Yeah. So that means 87% of black voters will vote for Biden, the guy that uh, you know supported uh, a Klansman, the guy that said they're not black if they don't support him. That guy, if Trump gets 12 or 13%, then Biden's in trouble. Think of that. He's he's done. If you get 12, I mean, it's over. Trump's going to win. Isn't it amazing though? Like what have African-American people got from Democrats at all? Like what, what is like, what is, what is blind support for the last 50 years to this party? What has it gotten you? What have they done for you? They they support the party that, you know, the party of the Klan, the party of Jim Crow, the party of, uh, you know, segregation, the party of George Wallace, that's their party. And they support them, you know, through thick and thin. It's very discouraging. And you can only hope that someday they'll see the light and say, you know, this has not helped. As Trump likes to say, what do you got to lose? Right. I'm treating you like suckers. Don't you feel stupid, Everett? I mean, that's a, I, I just don't get it. Like, don't you see that like, he's using you? They're laughing at you. They think you're a joke. They think they can literally crap on your face and you're going to vote for them anyway. Because guess what? You are. So uh, good job. Good job. 
Good. Good job. Good effort. All right. Tonight at seven o'clock, we're going to be in D.C. pulling down the Lincoln statue for the Black Lives Matter movement. That's how, that's how we advance Black Lives. Maybe Everett will come with us. We're going to advance Black Lives by pulling down Abe Lincoln. I'll be watching on uh, on TV from afar, to be honest, obviously. And uh, I'll be curious to see if this is a real clash, because when Antifa tweets out what time they're going to do it, Aren't they kind of inviting, welcoming a clash with police, a clash? Don't they want tear gas? Don't they want fire hoses and dogs? Isn't that the ultimate goal that get that optic and hang it around Trump's neck? Couldn't they just put like gates around it or something? I don't know. Like, like how hard is it? Well, how hard, they've given you a warning. They've given you a heads up. How hard is it to prevent it now? I don't, I don't think they want to stop. I think they want the cops there. They want the clash with the cops. They want to continue the war on police. Because blue lives don't matter. Keep that. Uh, keep that in mind, Turtle Boy. You can watch you live at nine p.m. Is that your deal? Nine p.m. every night. Uh, subscribe to the U- YouTube channel. Smash that like button. Hook it up. We're going to be there every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday night, nine o'clock. And any plans to have Drunk Dave back on anytime soon? Yeah, not having back. Uh, sober Dave's a little bit better than Drunk Dave. Is he? So that was a good. Call. We had a good show that night, didn't we? And that started the. Uh, Let's just randomly call people trend, didn't it? Because you did. No, I've been, no, I've been doing that for a long time. We okay. call we call it Ratchet Redemption Hour, Jerry. We call up all the ratchets, give them a chance on Facebook, call them in, get them on. I got another ratchet coming on Saturday night. It's going to be a good time. It actually, in all honesty, it is an entertaining show. I'm dead serious. I've watched it ever since I, I joined that show. You you fuck around better than anyone I think I've ever seen do YouTube shows like that. Uh, do you have any updates? Any uh, barstool updates, uh, uh, Colin? Ain? Not really. I mean, I, I think it's the same thing. Kirk's on vacation, so and he didn't Dave start. Dave fell for the Bubba thing. What'd you say? Dave fell for the Portnoy. Fell right, for the right. Dave was yeah, Portnoy no. was standing with Bubba. Has he tweeted yeah. or talked about uh, feeling duped yet? Because. I, I mean, I, I called out Dale Arnold and he tweeted that, you know, he was wrong, which is fine. Um, lots of people were wrong. Not everyone admits it. I'd be curious if Portnoy, first of all, I don't think Portnoy actually believed it to begin with. It just was, he's a NASCAR guy. So he says, I, I stand with Bubba. He's got to feel silly because he knew Bubba was full of shit and he stood by him anyway. Like so many in the media did. Yeah. I mean, that, we'll see. We'll see. He's on to Pocono. We'll see how he does this weekend. Um, when are we? When are we going back into a studio? By the way, when are we? When, when is that happening? When you, you want to? to. Oh, okay, so it's all up to me. I'm. Yes. I'm I think I'm ready. So we can. It's we can do that. It's up to your wife. Oh no, we're ready. She gave me the clearance. I'm. I'm free. I'm free. All right, we'll do it soon. I'm not sure uh, Turtle Boy's up for it, but uh, I mean, I, 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 the the saving me on the two hour commute. I'm not going to complain about, but I mean, <laughs> gives me something to do. Get out of the house. All right, we'll let you know. All right, thanks, Turtle Boy. Uh, and thanks to Shake Concrete Allied Paving. Thanks to DCU and uh, and Flagship and Birch Gold. Anyone else to thank, Colin? And you're the. Uh, no, but more are coming. Dave's on the sales heater. Making deals sales left and right. Yep. I, I, I keep on waiting for those checks to arrive in the mail. Are you uh, hoarding them? Are you going to give them all to me at one at the same time? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I'm so underpaid here that I got I to gotta take care of myself first, and then I'll figure out your situation. Uh, you you'll, just you'll, yeah. you'll get your percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast. We will talk to you again real soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you got to ask yourself. 
How rogue are you gonna go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared. Are you headed back to college this fall? Amazon has part-time jobs with students in mind. With starting pay up to $20 an hour and shifts that work with your schedule, you'll be able to balance school, work, study time, and social time. So beat the fall rush and go to Amazon.com slash student jobs to start looking for a part-time job. Not only will you earn while you learn, but you'll get to add Amazon to your resume and jumpstart a career that can take you places. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 